1: Good afternoon. Happy Monday. Jimmy Sangenberger here with you and all week on News Talk 710KNUS. You're live and local hour in the afternoon with engaging intelligent talk Sang style as we dive into the news and issues of the day. Later on in the hour, 303-696-1971 is our telephone number. We'll have a chance for you. To chime in your thoughts via the phone, there's also, of course, the 710 KNUS app on your smartphone. Name and town, name and town. If you wish to, text in, please. And 24-7, 365. Don't forget that you can email me a couple of ways to do that. One, if you go to the Jimmy Sangenberger Show page, which, of course, I host every Saturday morning from 6 to 9, Here on 710 KNUS. You go to 710KNUS.com to the Jimmy Sangenberger show page and you can email me from there. And you can log on to my website, jimmysangenberger.com and do so there as well. Keep in mind, there's no A, I, or U in Sangenberger. It's all E's all the time. Once you know that, Sangenberger is easy. Good to be with you all week this week, and especially to kick it off with a very important conversation, a subject that I covered in depth yesterday in my column for the Denver Gazette, CU Boulder, a safe haven for anti-Semitism. We are hearing a lot right now about the rise and resurgence of anti-Semitism across the globe in countries all around, and in universities right here in our country, in the U.S. of A. We've heard a lot in particular about some of the protests and things happening, very disturbing, at New York University, just as one example of how brazen they have gone with their hatred. (laughs) In case you couldn't tell what they were chanting, we don't want no Jewish state. We want all of it. It takes from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free, and makes it even more plain, where there's no room for somebody to say, oh, you're interpreting it wrong. That's not what they mean. It is what they mean. And we are seeing this spread in college campuses around the country and right here in our home state of Colorado. And I want to focus on one particular university today, the most prominent university, one might say, in the state, the largest, and specifically One city where you have part of the university system for the University of Colorado, and that would be Boulder. And in Boulder, we are seeing the rise of anti-Semitism more and more as embodied in part through the Department of Ethnic Studies and a statement that they had put out following... what we are going to see as a one month anniversary tomorrow the most brutal heinous attack on Jews on the Jewish people since the Holocaust on October 7th 2023 when Hamas swooped in literally swooped in on paragliders or with paragliders Massacring some 1,500 Jews and kidnapping, raping, doing the worst, most heinous crimes to women and children. And there are folks right here and at the University of Colorado who could not bring themselves to condemn what Hamas did in their brutal attack on Israel. The Ethnic Studies Department called this a feminist issue. As though blissfully unaware of the subjugated life that women have in patriarchal Gaza. Or of the rape and kidnapping of dozens, hundreds of women and girls by Hamas during this war. But the Ethnic Studies Department really adds a sort of institutional air to this, or aura to this whole thing. While you meanwhile had students... ...for a group that popped up out of nowhere... ...called Students for Justice in Palestine... ...promote an October 12th day of resistance flyer... ...or protest... ...with a flyer... ...depicting a paraglider again... ...the way that Hamas swooped jihadists in... ...for their deadly sneak attack. They're clear on where they're coming from... ...and now you have growing fear... ...among Jewish students and faculty at the University of Colorado, like universities across the country. In my column yesterday, and now here on 710 KNUS, I spoke with Rabbi Yisrael Wilhelm, who's guided the Rohr Chabad Center for some 19 years, nurturing the spiritual and academic growth of Jewish students at the University of Colorado Boulder. I also spoke with Yehuda Halevi, who is a 21-year-old junior at CU Boulder and extraordinarily articulate, both tremendous advocates for the Jewish people who need advocates, Jewish and otherwise, now more than we have seen in a very long time. They both join me now here on 710 KNUS Rabbi Wilhelm and Yehuda, welcome to you both, and thanks so much for taking some time this afternoon to join me.
2: Thank you very much. It's great to be here. Thank you
3: for having us.
1: Rabbi Wilhelm, I would like to go to you first, sir. I mean, I touched on a few things that are happening at CU, and there's so much to talk about. It's hard to really distill it down. If you were to distill it down, sir, what's happening in the University of Colorado of all places, what are you noticing? What are you hearing from students and faculty and the parents of students who are beyond concerned?
2: Yeah, so I've been here with my wife. um, We've led the the student center for the 19th year here. And we've experienced many um, years. You know, unfortunately, this is not the first war Israel's been in um, in the last 18 years. Um, but it's very clear that this one is extremely different. Um, never, I've never seen a reaction from any, from parents, alumni, students, and, uh, and just in general, the Jewish community, this one feels very, very different, um, for many reasons. And I would say mostly for the bad, but also for the good. Um, if I have a bit the good, cause there's you know, everything, uh, you know, but yeah, let's start with the bad because, because really, you know, the Jewish people have lived in the shadows of the Holocaust, um, which "and never again" is always a slogan that you've always heard. Every Jewish kid has uh, been brought up, including myself. Um, you know, um, we're we're children of survivors. We and and that's how we you know we are. And then suddenly, um, this terrorist organization comes in, and and I, it's hard to describe. And as you said, we could spend an hour just describing what they did. Um, and then not even 48 hours later, we're being blamed. Um, for for what happened, you know, openly in the name of free speech and across social media, but specifically on our campuses and um, the fact that that um, That we are being blamed and the fact that, um, as you said, a student justice Palestine is being allowed to do what they do on our campus and then that faculty which have nothing to do. Some of the faculty members at university, which have not, absolutely no connection to any politics, um, departments and classes that are like environmental studies, for um, you know, for example, which is about a design class, um, find the need to somehow speak about uh, how anti-Zionism is not anti-Semitism, um, you know, and per, you know, letting Jews know uh, when it's okay to hate them, when it's not okay to hate them, and um, the 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 reaction has been um, one of tremendous fear. Um, feel like I've nothing like ever experienced before. Again, you know, I'm just a rabbi doing my job and um, I'm in touch with all these parents, mostly um, who have their kids walking around, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of miles away from their home and they're watching this across all campuses and then they're coming to our campus over here and they're just worried and they're wondering why doesn't anybody stand up and um, condemn anti-Semitism, black and white, like every other minority has received um, you know they had their moment when they someone's gotten up and stood up for them and somewhere over here it just seems that you know thanks to free speech in the name of the first amendment you know you can get away with all sorts of hateful stuff and um, the, the simply ethic moral code of humanity has disappeared and uh, to make jewish students on our campus feel extremely lonely Um, The parents where they are already feel lonely, and they feel a lot of fear, Um, they feel like nobody's standing up for them, and uh, it's been very, yeah, it's been very difficult. It's almost like um, we're waiting for someone to, you know, unless it's isn't this huge reaction, nobody's ready to stand up. So that's really the bad news. It's not fun. Um, It's a very intense time to be a rabbi, to be a leader in the community right now uh, on the college campus. Um, even my, many of my family and friends in Israel, who you would think are more scared, they're sending me messages and being like, what's it like over here, you know? <laughs> and there's a and yeah. the war zone over there.
1: Well, and, uh, and Rabbi, uh, if I could jump in and make one, one additional point, because we talked about this for my column, the Ethnic Studies Department put out this statement that accused Israel, said they were responsible, they accused Israel of committing genocide, which really is just a modern-day way of bringing back the blood libel trope of the Middle Ages. But what we saw is they took down this statement, a very disturbing statement, and they put up a new one after that saying, oh, well, because we... We're getting a lot of flack basically for that statement. We decided we needed to take it down so that folks in our department wouldn't face threats or this and that that they were saying were, were being endured. But what they did was they said, Oh, we condemn all forms of hatred, including anti Semitism and Islamophobia and other things in the list. And when they said anti Semitism, Rabbi, they put a link to something called the Jerusalem Declaration on Anti-Semitism, which is a fringe manifesto on trying to describe what anti-Semitism is. And as you interpreted it, it's basically them saying this department, this is when you are allowed to hate Jews. This is when you're not allowed to hate Jews. Correct.
2: I mean, it's to, to, to say we're against all forms of any hate and then send a link. To have to explain, you know, what that means to us, you know, is basically not allowing the Jewish community to decide on anti-Semitism or any minority for that matter, you know. So if you if you if you're going to take that logic. It's a very dangerous logic to go with hate because that would just allow anybody to decide who they're allowed to hate, who they not, and when it's okay and when it's not okay to be racist, for that matter. And uh, and this is a core. I mean, they also have some other links over there to obviously very fringe um, communities. And uh, you know, this is to me, it's very condescending um, what they did, and to the Jewish community again. It's not just to me. I'm, I represent all the phone calls, Literally, and I say I have received hundreds. I would say at least 500 between phone calls and text messages from students and parents and alumni who are worried and scared. I'm not exaggerating. Wow. I and mean, That's the bad news. You know, it's not it's not fun. The great news is that anti-Semitism, the way they're these, my generation, we've never experienced anything like this before. And there's a huge awakening in the Jewish community. Um, I would never seen Jews being so proud to be Jewish. They're not. They're not going wow. down quietly. You're going to speak to Yuda soon, um, who's just a, a great, a great example. You know of a student who decided that this is actually going to inspire him to, you know, wear Jewish symbols to become more religious on a certain level, um, because we feel very lonely, and mm. um, and I feel like the university in general, you know, this Jimmy, the universities are godless places. You know the places where you're not taught any morality and ethics, you're taught or whatever. You know, right? And and this is an opportunity for Jewish kids to realize, hey, what are my morals? What are my ethics? You know, where, where do I stand in this? And um, yeah, it's 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 having an opposite effect, may I say?
1: Um, but, yeah, you know. no, I I, I think. It's powerful to hear you express it, and I want to now turn to Yehuda, again, a 21-year-old junior at CU Boulder. Yehuda, good to have you on the show. Why don't you explain for us or sort of paint a picture of what your experience is as a student and your peers on campus of what we just just heard Rabbi Wilhelm explain that really – underscores how when he says that there is this palpable fear that he hasn't seen before in the 19 years at the center, uh, there's really something going on here. Paint that picture for us, Yehuda.
3: Hey, Jimmy. Uh, Thank you for having me. Um, What we're seeing now on campus with uh, uh, the students here is um, we're experiencing uh, an administration that has been solely reactive and not proactive with condemning anti-semitism. Um, at first, the university decided that they wouldn't take a stance because it was a political issue, but then we have student organizations like SJP um, standing on our campus within a week of the massacres that happened in Southern Israel before we can even bury our dead, um, holding signs that say, from the river to the sea, calling for the eradication of the Jewish state. Um, what we as students are experiencing right now is fear Um, fear for our lives because we know and we have seen what um, calls like that throughout history have turned into, um, and lack of support from an administration that refuses to unequivocally condemn anti-Semitism in all of its forms.
1: And so when you're at a campus protest or you're counter protesting or you're speaking out at a rally And you see these vindictive words being spouted and the the anger and the vitriol. And then you see the flyers that have been put out there that have paragliders swooping in behind protesters, which Yehuda can only imply one thing, which is support for the method that Hamas used to brutally and barbarically attack Jewish people in Israel. And then you have a department like the Ethnic Studies Department show support for Hamas. Uh, To me, that really, it really is no surprise that students are feeling not only uncomfortable, but fearful about what's happening. And also, if you could talk a little bit about this, too, unsupported from the university and the administration.
3: Yeah, Jimmy, um, the the actions of the university and of um, groups like SJP have um, had a lot of ramifications that we as students have experienced um, to start uh, Friends of mine are telling me that because of the university's statements They're telling them that they can't look at them the same way for supporting Israel anymore um, We were um, we were writing letters to Israeli soldiers on campus and we got a letter calling our genocidal pigs with other slurs um, and, and hateful messages um, on On the edge of campus, we were fundraising for first responders in Israel, and a man came up to our table and said, I'm going to come back and kill you. We have people coming to these SJP rallies, calling for a death to Israel, saying it to our faces, Um, and parents and students are scared. Parents are telling their children to take off their Jewish stars, to take down the flags. And, and it's a real, it's a real fear. It's, I, I, I understand where it comes from. Um, as, as students, we have, we have met with uh, leaders from the school, but the administration has not reached out to us or other Jewish organizations. We had to go to them um, to educate them. Um, they said they, they hardly knew um, the extent of, of the atrocities, um, that we've been witnessing and um, that the Jewish people have witnessed in Israel for years now. Um, so, yeah, what, what we're seeing is a lack of support from an administration, but it's essentially an, an administration that is at best indifferent, um, if not outright complicit in this narrative by having one of their own departments um, posting these polarizing and wrong statements under the university letterhead. Well,
1: and Yehuda, uh, just to put a pin on this, and then we got to go to a break, when you see a university department put a statement out like that, and then, yeah, they took it down, but as we just talked about with the rabbi, they put up another statement. Hey, that, Jimmy, I think I think uh, as a rabbi here, I think it's very
2: important to say yes. that they did not mention a single thing in their statement about what Hamas did. Yes. They claim yes. that on October 7th Israel started a war with the Palestinian people. Just to clarify. Thank uh, you. <laughs> well,
1: Thank what, you what for stressing. I mean that's how I don't even know what word to use to describe this, but the question Yehuda is, how is a student supposed to feel when you see that kind of a statement whether the university administration distances itself uh, very weakly, very tepidly, or not. How are students supposed to feel, Yehuda?
3: I I don't see how they could feel any other way than what we are feeling right now. Um, The university turned a blind eye to its Jewish students. Um, We are facing disturbing Jew hatred on our campus right now, and we are left to stand up for ourselves in any way possible um, by standing together. We have not received proper support from the the police department here after receiving the death threats that we've received. Um, We have not received any disciplinary action. We have not seen any disciplinary action against the voices on our campus that are calling for the death to Israel and um, our people. So I don't understand how they can feel anything else but fear. No. I don't want it to be that way, and that is not my my wish, but that is the reality of what we are yeah, seeing here.
1: It It is astonishing. We're going to take a break. When we come back, more with Rabbi Wilhelm and Yehuda Halevi on the program as we continue. What's happening at CU Boulder is a microcosm of a broader epidemic we're seeing on college campuses. And just as a reminder, as we go to the break here on 710 KNUS... Let's hear NYU just how brazen they are there, not even using the language of from the river to the sea, but even more blatant. Afternoon, Jimmy Sangenberger here with you. News Talk 710 KNUS. Thanks for joining us. We are focusing this hour today on what's happening at the University of Colorado Boulder. We thought, well, a lot of people seem to have thought, that the anti Semitism that we are seeing on college campuses is happening at NYU, New York University, or it's happening in other cities around the country but not right here in Colorado except it is happening in Colorado and as we've been talking about with Rabbi Wilhelm of the Chabad Center at the University of Colorado Boulder that works with Jewish students there and Yehuda Halevi who joins me as well he is junior at CU Boulder 21 years old there's a lot that is Going on there in terms of how disturbing it is, but even more, how the administration is utterly failing to act here. And, Rabbi Wilhelm, I want to ask you a little bit about that for a moment. What is your sense, especially as a rabbi who's looking after Jewish students at the University of Colorado? What is your sense for the administration and the failures here and the implications of that failure?
2: So, you know, we have to ask for me, it's a, it's a deeper question. It's like, what, where, you know, where's the education in our country in general holding, which I'm sure, you know, you've got many shows about that. And how, how will you come to a place where we're once again talking about this, you know, once yes. again talking about the absolute ignorant young student who don't know anything, you know, literally haven't, you know, this is one of the most complex topics, Israel in the Middle East is one of those complex topics, you know, in any, uh, any, in any major, right? And, and yet they just come to these conclusions in three seconds based on, you know, the absolute like, you know, false narrative that's being shared on social media or by the professors. And, and to me, there's something deeper going on just in the general. And that is we're clearly missing some kind of um, um, ethic or ability to be able to really like love each other and learn how to be good to each other and open up that perspective in a real way. And as a rabbi, obviously, you know, I don't, I believe the best way is to it talking about God and talking about up morals and ethics with a higher power, whatever your higher power shows, chooses to be. And, and when you, when you have that, then, you know, you don't get sick of, this is our right because it's a first amendment. You know, you don't stick on that. You're like, okay, I have a right. To hate speech, but do i actually want to use that right do i want to be a person who walks around a college campus and screams you know murder to eight million jews or do i want to use my power to actually share a message of true peace and love um to another person and they're not being taught this on our campuses that's the reality or for that matter in our school system yeah and we
1: have to you know
2: that's again it's a greater topic so if you well, ask me the question i have giving you
1: the general answer sure you know, well what, what uh, are, you know, are they being taught though like how do they even after just what has happened in the last 100 years alone, particularly, but not just limited to the Holocaust, how could they be learning these ideas? What is in their mindset for me? What your understanding is like, how do they even think and, and, and not only think the things that they do, but believe, okay, it's okay for me to burst out of my mouth these vindictive, hateful things?
2: It's a great question because there's two types of students. There's one kind of student who is emotionally connected to the situation, right? Um, somebody who's from the Middle East and has that kind of connection. And, and that's, a, that's a separate conversation. But when we're talking about students who are raised in this country and officially believe in, in every minority cause that exists out there and somehow um, you know, the right for juice to live in peace in this world only fits, only works when there's a specific, very small narrative. We have to question ourselves, like, who is teaching them? You know, what are they being taught? By their parents? <laughs> by their education system? <laughs> you know, and, and is, you know, what kind of, uh, what kind of ethic code are they, are they by where they, or for that matter, maybe they're just not being taught anything. They're just so ignorant, um, which they are. That's the reality, you know, and um, you know. and, and this, I mean, I've been talking about great deep arguments, but the most basic. Anybody who believes in laws, right, knows that Israel is the dream place to live in, and the only place in the Middle East that somebody, you know, <laughs> can live in peace, right? right? And and that and and then under Hamas, it's it's the opposite. is true, right? So, I mean, you don't need a lot of knowledge to know that. Sure. But clearly, they're just being blindsided by whoever's teaching them, and it's a major problem, you know. Wow. And um, a spiritual solution is definitely a big solution, in my opinion. Again,
1: uh, uh, of, course, of course, of and, course. And we'll talk more about what's going on with the students in a moment with Yehuda, but I know we're going to have to let you go in a moment. So I want to ask you one more question, Rabbi Wilhelm, so. our guest from the Chabad Center, the University of Colorado Boulder. What can those listening, whether they are Jewish or not, do to support students, to support those who are standing up for Israel and standing up for the Jewish people against a malignant hatred that we have seen for millennia?
2: So first of all, the fact what you're doing, Jimmy, is incredible. Uh, The fact that you are inviting us onto your show and giving us a voice is uh, just something that I'm extremely grateful for. And I keep reminding our students who are surrounded by hate and have lost, may I say, their best friends. And, um, and anybody knows what it's like for a 19, 20-year-old to lose their best friends over, you know, over anything, right? And um, who just feel totally hated and isolated. How many good people are in this world? And I think that voice just has to be a little bit louder. Um, I would totally encourage um, people um, to call their Jewish friends Um, that Jewish friends are sitting um, no matter what their age, you know, their age and just waiting for someone to reach out to them and call them and say, hello, how are you doing? I'm thinking about you. Um, That is just absolutely incredible. It's something so simple, you know. Um, Also, add add an act of kindness and call up a Jewish person and say, you know, today I gave charity. It doesn't even have to be to Israel, you know. I did something for the homeless. I did something powerful. And I had you in mind. I want to bring real peace to this world. I think that's just such a a, a real action-based Um, thing that just will inspire Jewish, uh, you know, Jews in America right now. I have, and I do want to say, I have received many phone calls, call up synagogues, call up, uh, just be brave, you know, reach out, send an email to your local synagogue, even if you've never, and you have no intention of ever walking in there, and let them know how you feel. Let them know that there's people out there who love them, who want to support them, who want to protect them. Um, I think this is extremely important, you know? Well, and, Rabbi, um, And what you're doing, Jimmy, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Uh, no, you know?
1: the, the, it, it's, yeah. a, it's a pleasure. I'm glad that I could do it. And let's keep in touch. You have a friend in me, anything that I can do uh, for my program, my thank columns, so what much. have you. I'm ready to support. Thank you so much. So thank you. Rabbi it. Wilhelm joining us from the Chabad Center at the University of Colorado Boulder. Really appreciate it. We are still joined by Yehuda Halevi, who is a Jewish student. He's 21 years old. He's a junior at CU Boulder. And I want to build off of the discussion that the rabbi and I were having on a couple of minutes ago, Yehuda, about the mindset of the students, because I remember learning about World War II and the Holocaust and also the creation of Israel and what went on there uh, in school. And It seems that there is this ignorance, as Rabbi Wilhelm was stressing, but there's also some sort of a mindset issue where we have a lot of these students who— At least they're claiming that they want justice, that this is about some form of justice for those who are oppressed in Palestine and justice for those who are under occupation, even though Israel has never occupied Gaza since 2005, when they forced Jews out of their homes in Gaza to make way and to end the occupation there. So what can you share uh, about what you're hearing from fellow students who are on that side of hate right now and why they're claiming the mantle of justice?
3: Yeah. I mean, we are, we are hearing a call for justice from the people who are advocating for um, like groups like SJP. Um, but like to that, I respond, what is justice, right? As a, on a human level, I'm not, I'm not going to speak, um, on any politics of the matter. But on a human level, the acts that we saw on October 7th were inhumane in anything but justice. Um, there's no acknowledgement of that from um, the dissenting voices on our campus. Um, and then that that level of acknowledging um, what, is, what is just and what is not just, uh, is something we have lacked in the university. Um, the university has not taken that strong stance on Pointing out the injustices that happen to our people, our family, and friends, um, it it really isn't it really isn't the the hate speech that is um, that we're we're seeing as as an issue, but rather that there's no response from our university and acknowledging that we are a minority on our campus. Um, worthy of justice as well, right? Uh, We talked about this when when we spoke about your column. Um, the, The Jewish people are a minority in this world, we are a minority in the U.S., and we are a minority on this campus, so we deserve to be met with the same level of advocacy and support and justice as any other minority group.
1: Yeah, that's so true. I mean, I I make this point. I don't want you to comment on this, but I make this point in my column. Imagine the uproar if universities declared all lives matter during the Black Lives Matter protests of 2020. Uh, The response would certainly not be very happy from a lot of folks on the university campuses. But I I also want to get a better understanding, Yehuda, of what sort of the breakdown is on campus from those who are uh, defenders of, of yourselves, uh, Jewish people, and Israel, or supporters, or however you want to categorize us uh, on campus, and those who are hateful, who are espousing anti-Semitic bigotry, and maybe those students who don't really have a clue and are sort of apathetic and just not taking a stand because they don't know what to think because they're hearing things from different students and they're confused. I don't know. What, what What is the dynamic in that sense from your experience there as a student currently at Boulder?
3: I think on both sides there's a there's a small amount of people speaking out and then there's a large majority of people in the middle who don't really understand what is fully going on in Israel who don't fully understand the israeli israeli palestine conflict um from from students who are advocating for for the Jewish community and for israel um we we will continue to advocate for our people just like we have done throughout history when um, our institutions don't support us. Um, and part of that means educating our administration on um, the history of this conflict and um, the reality of what's going on at CU Boulder. Um, we've had productive conversations um, with members of the administration who, if they haven't taken action, at least now understand from a student perspective, from a Jewish perspective, what what is going on here, um, and that the, the voices speaking out against Israel and calling for the destruction of um, the Jewish state, why those voices are promoting um, hatred.
1: Yeah, anti-Semitism to put a real name on it or Jew hatred. I mean, that's that's what we are seeing is resurging and it is astonishing. We're running out of time here, Yehuda, but I want to ask you a two part question And this is sort of along the lines of what I asked the rabbi, but what is your message to those who are listening who may not be at the university but have some connection to it, particularly if they're alumni, they have kids there, or something along those lines? What is your message? And then also, what do you and other Jewish students have coming up tomorrow at the University Memorial Center at Boulder?
3: Yeah, so uh, going off that uh, comment about anti-Semitism, I would also say that um, the word anti-Semitism is not uh, enough. It's not a strong enough statement anymore. Um, we have to be clear of what's going on here. It's it's hatred towards the Jewish yeah, people. Yeah. Jew
1: hatred, um, right? Not,
3: true <laughs> hatred. And my my message is um, to to just tell people that we will not hide in the face of evil, right? We will not take down our our flags and take off our necklaces or our yarmulkes. Um, and I urge. Um, Jewish people and not Jewish people, to um, just send a lot of love towards the Jewish community right now um, to to use your voice to help educate people um, because the the more we we sit back and watch um, the events going on in the world unfold, um, the more we we're realizing that we're part of history and we can't be complicit in um, the evils that we're seeing. so, Tomorrow um, at noon at the University Memorial Center by the Fountain in in remembrance of um, the one-month anniversary of um, the atrocities that we saw in southern Israel, we as Jewish students will be standing um, holding pictures of those who were kidnapped um, for an hour in silence to uh, remember those lives that are still um, at risk so i urge jewish people not jewish people on um, anyone who wants to come support to come stand with us in silence and solidarity and in strength
1: Yehuda, you are a credit to the jewish people you are a formidable advocate for the cause right now and i so appreciate you taking the time to join us today on the program anything um, you need feel free to reach out. You've got friends right here on 710 KNUS.
3: Thank you so much, Jimmy. I really appreciate it. God
1: God bless you. Shalom, and best of luck tomorrow. I hope all goes well, and we will pray for the safety and well-being of all Jewish students and faculty at the University of Colorado Boulder. And let me just say to the CU Regents, I think there are eight of them, to the administrators, I'm um, I maybe mean, ten C regions. To the administrators, to the faculty, department heads, get your act together and start condemning the hatred that is festering on your university campus. It is astonishing and it is unacceptable. Make your voice heard. I'm Jimmy Sangenberger. You're listening to News Talk seven ten KNUS. There you go. A little bit of the best bumper music known to man. Jimmy Sangenberger here with ya. News Talk 710 KNUS all week this week. I don't know, with that discussion that we were having, I felt that Whippin' Post from the Almond Brothers seemed a little bit apropos for the moment. Although, on a positive note, there was this wonderful meme going around that I shared on my... Facebook, it's Charlie Brown sitting down and he's pondering. And it just says simply, I need to listen to some early Almond Brothers. That's something you should do all the time. It's a great, great idea. A real quick, I've been wanting to get to some breaking news from the top of the hour. From the Denver Gazette, an Adams County jury decided Monday that Aurora Police Officer Nathan Woodyard is not guilty on all charges in connection with the 2019 death of Elijah McClain. It deliberated for less than a day. This was a pretty quick decision. Woodyard was the first officer to stop McClain, 23, the night of the August 24, 2019 incident, as he walked home from a convenience store. Criminally negligent homicide was a lesser included charge to the manslaughter count, which means a jury could have chosen to convict a defendant of one or the other, but not both. He was found not guilty on both counts. Breaking news today, Nathan Woodyard found not guilty in the death of Elijah McLean. We'll have more perhaps tomorrow on the program. That's it for us today. Tomorrow, it is Election Day. Get your ballots in. We will talk with Sherry Pife of Complete Colorado. Take up your calls and more. I'm here all week from 3 to 4, the Jimmy Sangenberger Show. News Talk, 710 KNUS. See you tomorrow. God bless America.